This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, L-L-C. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022, and my friend and co-host Avi, we're finally going to get to talk about his thoughts and opinions and the back and forth between what we both thought about the movie No Time to Die, Bond 25, which came out in the U.S. in October 2021, but he finally got to see it on DVD in early early parts of two th- of this year 2022 so what are your first initial avi welcome back what are your first initial opening thoughts about what, what, what you want to say first about this movie no time to die bond 25 well they say it'd be a, the last adventure for last last time for the james bond series but like uh, you for daniel craig but well, I think that one. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what. The, what you have to clarify what you mean there, because it's going to be. Yes, it's going to be the last one for Daniel Craig, but the series itself is not over. No, but the, you know, they thought there. There's a. There's a critical uh, mixed reception about like uh, they thought they got cast a woman to be uh, James, James Bond, but that's very too woke for you know, like because uh, even though there's. I'm, like, a, I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought this stuff up. So let me start for that second half. What you said, which was woke. I personally saw it twice. The first time with my mom, then two days later by myself. And I have to say, after watching it, I think there are a different number of aspects of the movie that I believe are woke, which we can get into the woke aspects in a sec. But the first part you said about the whole Bond being a woman, I, I think that part of the story and plot was totally unnecessary. She could have been 005 or 009 or 002. And, 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 and so, yeah, I just think that this whole, no, Bond is always a male. He could be maybe other ethnicities, but Bond is always a male and not a female. It's just like, you know, Doctor Who series about it, but all the Doctor Who has a male, but well, I'm actually I'm not actually familiar with the um with the Doctor Who franchise, so I, I don't really know what that's all about or who's what gender and that, so I can't really say as far as Doctor Who is concerned, but say it again. Well, so about Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah, about the Doctor Who part. Uh, I, I never seen this. I only seen one episode, a classic episode. I never watched the whole series, but I even heard about the, uh, that, uh, that sometimes they change it. They're reversing gender, and then, but now we recently, now they're going to have an Af- Anglo-African, you know, African person to play the Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know Doctor Who, fan- I don't know the Doctor Who series or franchise, but, like, if there's a woman in Doctor Who instead of the guy, if that doesn't affect the story, or, or, or if it doesn't make a big change that upsets Anybody? Then I don't. Then I guess the gender for Doctor One it matters since I don't really know that franchise. Maybe about which is male or female. But as far as the James Bond thing is concerned, I just believe that in the movies and novels and video games, especially the movies, that Bond just should only be a male. Which uh, really, and I think this this uh, Nomi Nomi was her name in the movie. Nomi, I think that Nomi like Harris? yeah, well no, not Nomi Harris, like Nomi the agent, the agent. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. we'll get to we can get to uh, 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 we get we can get to Eve Harris we can get to um come a uh, uh, Harris woman in a little bit but I'm sorry what did you just say? Yeah, sometimes uh, that 007 is it's also only a call sign. I mean, every actor plays James Bond. Uh, there's an online theory that one of the actor plays plays James Bond is not James Bond. It just only takes a a call sign, you know, 007 as a call sign to take their place. It's kind of hard to say as far as that part's concerned because the whole Daniel Craig era, after the first five guys, he being the sixth official actor, they did such a different take, a different kind of experience with with Daniel Craig's five movies that it's hard to really say. 
about that part you just mentioned about whether that's the case or not. But what, as far as um, what I'm saying back to Nomi, the agent, but we could talk about Harris, the actual actress, in a sec. But um, the agent, like, I thought you could have took her out and still had a good movie without Nomi in there. And I think that the other agent that was female besides her, um, played by um, the co the um, Cuban, the Cuban actress. Um, Anna, Anna de Armas. She, she was only in for, she, people loved her. I loved her. We all loved her. She was only in there for like five minutes. They could have brought her into more parts of the story and plot after her little part in Cuba, and that would have been great, and have her be the female agent working with Bond instead of the Nomi. And that was my actual opinion about all that. What about you? What, 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 if there, what if there could be a spinoff of James Bond franchise? Yeah, you mean, well, I, you know, if there was, if there was a spinoff of, um, Anna de Armas' Palomi character, I would before that I would like to see more of Anna Darmus uh, in that kind of stuff um, and I thought she should have been more in more of the movie but I thought that for the most part Nomi really didn't do much for me in the story at all and yeah it was kind of nice like towards the end that she get, she asked if Bond could be 007 again but by that time I just thought okay uh, this woman male 007 stuff it was way too woke for me as far as the woke aspects of all that are concerned Sorry about the phone call. It's just uh, like uh, just uh, uh, you yeah, know, not 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 very important. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, let's. Um, now that we talked about a little about the woke stuff and uh, and uh, and know me, though we could get to the actual Eve or Harris actress in a sec. Um, what did you think of the beginning of the movie? How the whole mo beginning of the movie started. Well, the beginning of it now is the very longest opening sequence and the other, you know, like... Oh, yes, that's true. It's a very... It's the first Bond movie since the... The, the second most highest, uh, biggest opening was 14 minutes for The World is, not, World is Not Enough, 1999. But this is now the first now longest opening. And I think it's either 23... It's either at 23 or 24 minutes. Where you don't even actually see the opening credits till like, 24 minutes in. Yeah. Um, so the first part of the opening, um, we see the childhood of his, of his girlfriend of, um, what's her name? What's her character's name in the movie? Uh, uh I remember the actress' name is Leia Sadu. Yes, Leia Sadu is the actress. So her, whatever her character's name for Leia Sadu, what did you make of that whole childhood opening of of her being a kid and having to deal with uh, Safin in the beginning with the mask on? Uh, so, something is very mysterious about like even now like uh, childhood past about James Bond like uh, you also about James Bond has also childhood problems about that that connect to Blofeld since uh Sky, well, let's wait. Let's um, let's wait on Blowfeld for a little bit later. Right now, we're just concentrating on the childhood opening first. Yeah, it's very scary about like, yeah. even, like it, uh, sometimes like uh, yeah, it almost seemed like a horror movie that part. Yeah, horror movie with a mask, face mask, yeah. like a house invasion, and uh, and it looked like at the end when she was all in the ice and the water there that even though he shot her and somehow the shots didn't hit her, he then it seems like by the, by the cut at the end it seemed like she then he then took her out to let her grow up or something. And let her escape or something. Oh, yeah, maybe he let, he let her spare about something he used for the... Like, yeah, him. yeah, yeah, all that. And I thought that uh, whoever they chose to play the young, the young, um, the young uh, Leia Sadu, her character... I, I have to look up... Can, can you look up the character's name? Because I like I hate not knowing character's name. Madeline Swan. Yes, Madeline Swan as a kid. That's the character name, yes, and Leia Sadu the actress. Okay. As a, as a kid, she... I thought they chose a good young actress to play her as as a, as younger. All right, now the second half with a bigger part after the um childhood thing. Okay, so for me, I thought that he seemed like way too over the like Bond really doesn't care about women, especially after what happened with um with um 
uh, Eva Green's character in the first movie, Casino Royale. So I felt like he was too into this, into um, Madeline Swan. And then um, I, I, when that scene first happened, that whole thing, I wasn't sure whether or not she he, she was deceiving him or not until we find out later that she wasn't. But like that whole thing, um, what did you make of that whole that second half of the opening with with Bond with Madeline Swan? What did you make of all that? Chase uh, about that. Sometimes you know, we, we we didn't expect any of the a a woman in you know these costumes that betrayed them, but the knows about the uh, why they why why she why she's using him, right? Right, and then when when they're in, the, yeah, that's what she was he was wondering about. And then when when they're in the, when they're when they're in the car there together trying to escape. Um, she was trying to tell him in the car. She was trying to tell him in the car, I believe, about the secret being that they they have a child together. But obviously, that secret couldn't be found out till later in the movie. But that's what she was trying to tell him while they're in the car together. There. Yeah. Yeah. Even sometimes, like uh, even uh, also about like. Uh yeah, that's all. I love that part. Right, so, right. So when the chance there in the uh, that sequence there, he gets onto the motorcycle and r goes right up a wall. And that was in the trailer too. Really great stunt. I'm obviously not done by Daniel Craig himself, but yeah, that was a really neat stunt. And I also like that in that whole opening with him and her, we're introduced to that um, Cyclops character. You see Cyclops with Bond uh, trying to kill him there in the car and all that stuff. But then Cyclops is then shown in almost every other scene in the, throughout the rest of the plot and story of the movie. So Cyclops is in there in the beginning all the way throughout to the end. What did you make of Cyclops? The eye guy. Uh, the eye guy. Uh, sometimes like... Uh He's uh, almost like a, like a bigger British guy than the, the one that the previously, the one with the, you know, the, 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 the Dave Bautista, you know, like something a big as a thug guy. About I, actually, now that you mentioned the, uh, Mr. Hanks, Dave Bautista from Spectre, that you mentioned that, I want to say, I would have liked to seen Mr. Hanks not die from the train from Spectre and actually comes back for revenge and come back in uh, no time to die to, to, to still live. That would have been a great need revelation if that happened, but... Um, but what did you make of Cyclops, the eye guy, is throughout the movie? Uh, uh, sometimes, like, uh, I've, I've, I've only seen it once, but, uh, like, uh, and sometimes it's like, uh... Are you saying you've only seen the movie one time so far? Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. His name is Primo, like, uh... The, the character's name is Primo, is it? Yeah, Primo, Primo, Primo. Yeah, it's, it's something with a name, yes. Um, let me see. Um... I like in the I like in the car over there when they're talking. Then she's like she's like do something, and then it finally he's like okay. Yeah, that's, uh, it's like uh, it's like uh, it's being, being gunned down. Yeah, the gun down. He finally is like I don't care if we get shot, but then he's like okay, and then he gets the whole sh shooting things outside the car to go. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, make sure telling the everything what she what she about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically, I, I thought that was a really cool opening when they actually had Daniel Craig, when they actually had Daniel Cabant and Madeline Swan all there together in that second part of the opening. Um, but again, again, this is the longest time where it takes 23 or 24 minutes just to have all that for an opening. So after the title song is done, after that opening, we see that a building inside of U United Kingdom is being, uh, uh, some sort of biological scientific experiment was done. What did you make a whole that, that and, and Primo, Cyclops is back with that again. What did you make of that whole science okay, building uh, scene. About, about, uh, the science uh, building of them getting that biological stuff done in, this, in the building there. What'd you make of that? Uh, it's like it's very too, like, uh, 
like almost like a, it was like a, it was like going to heist movie, heist movie, heist and kidnapping movie. Yeah, I, I that was it was pretty interesting seeing the action of them being bad and doing all that. We're we're, we're, we're then introduced to that um scientist yeah, guy. Oh yeah, about the primo guy about the. Okay, back to primo. primo. About the why is good about the eyes about the the glass eyes? It's a part like a, a machine about the that someone said. He's been watching for. We'll get. Well, tell me more about what you mean about that with the eye in a little bit. But first, back to the building and stuff. We're introduced to that scientist guy who we find out. To, I, I actually personally found him to be kind of annoying, and he's also throughout the whole rest of the movie. What did you make of that scientist guy that has to help with the story and plot going? What did you make of that scientist guy? He's no good guy. Like, yeah, that's what I first thought. Like in the storyline and plot, they said that Bond has to retrieve, a, rescue a scientist. But the first thing we find out is it's kind of like a bad, evil type of scientist. Yeah, yeah, very, very bad scientist. Okay, then, it, then after that science building scene, it goes right into uh, showing M. Uh, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph finds where he already knows what's happening with all that because apparently that whole project of that of Sir Hercules, I believe it's called Hercu Hercules, or I don't know how to pronounce that word exactly, but um, M seemed to know about that for long. They have, it was a project for ten years or something. What did you? That's what. That's when I kind of thought, hey, is M is Ralph finds M also bad because he kind of knew about that project for the longest time and could have helped Bond but instead never told Bond about what was going on so what did you make about M when he first found out that he already knew all this was going on for the longest time yeah when he already knew that the whole building and uh, scienty um, bad stuff was happening yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that the whole plot and story has to do with nanobots, nanobots, and I'm wondering if the nanobots was conceived in 2019 or if they were still working on it in 2020, whether they had to go around with the whole C-19 pandemic stuff as to, not being too close about that or not. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it was all about the nanobots. Now, you mentioned about um, not um, not um, not the not the agent he works with, whose name Nomi. But you met you gave the actress's name. Are you talking about Eve uh, Eve Moneypenny? Yeah. Yeah. What did you want to say about Eve Moneypenny as as Naomi Harris? Well, this this version is like every in the past James Bond about the Moneypenny lawyer secretary feels to get crushed. This one we had to see more about the look more about the precise secretary about the. She's also like another. Undercover agents. Well, you have to describe what you mean, because I didn't really think that she had too much to do in this movie, actually. Oh, she had a lot to do in Skyfall when she's first introduced in the first movie, Skyfall, the third movie, but like, she had a lot to do there. But what do you mean, like, what exactly did you think she did? early versions of Money Penny and the early James Bond. She always works as secretary. Always said thinking about getting crushed and wants to get. So, what kind of what kind of secretary work did you think she did in No Time to Die exactly? Yeah, she was supporting, but like she barely had. She only had a few scenes, so she she as, as Money Penny didn't really have too much to do in this one. She had she did the most in Skyfall, then a little bit less in Spectre, and then just a little bit also in this one, um, as far as her character is concerned. All right, so I thought, she, I thought she'd be like a good undercover agent. I thought she was good undercover as far as Skyfall is concerned, but I don't really think she got to do really too much here in No Time to Die. 
Um, now, what do you make of after the biological scene and after Anne already knows about it, we then cut to Daniel Craig, James Bond in Jamaica, living his own life in Jamaica. What did you make of all the Jamaica scenes? It's like something like yeah, where 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 it's, it's like a, it's like you know like the scene at the beginning of a Skyfall where they thought James Bond is killed, but he's actually like uh, going going is going is under hiding about to, like retired, just like uh, even like he wants to create new life separately. Yeah, I like what they showed of him in Jamaica, and I like that at first he was hesitant to want to work with the mission with Felix, but then when, she, when he found out the external outside parts of all that, that uh, he says after dealing with talking with them on the phone and stuff, he's like, all right, I'm in. And I really like that they brought Felix back, but there's something I didn't like, which I knew since this was the last movie with Daniel Craig was probably going to happen, and I was really sad to see his broship with... Felix end with Felix uh, uh, passing away and dying from the water accident. That's half of the movie now. That, 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 that this movie, they kill off all the major characters we know about for every James Bond film. So that, that well, with this being Daniel Craig's last movie, they basically they they pretty much killed off every major male character in the movie, with the exception of of Q, with the exception with the exception of M Q and Tanner M Q and Tanner are the, which was part of his team and you know M whatever they're called the, those three guys M Q and Tanner were the only males that survive but every other male character passes outside of them which again to me milk it made it made it woke and what I mean by that is that every single important male character outside of the three guys I mentioned dies or passes away where but whereas every single female character lives so to me it, it got made it too woke too too um too current to whatever their political agenda is here and I just really turned off by it personally like uh, something's not right about the answer. I like it. But they had to start reboot all over again about more James Bond. Say it again. Say that part again about it. They could reboot the James Bond. No, that's what that's what their plan is. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what year it's gonna come out. Hopefully, 2025. Hopefully, no later than 2026 or 2025. But they're gonna do a hard reboot with a new uh, younger actor, which I hope plays the part a long time. And they're also gonna reboot all the other characters as well so obviously yeah after this type of movie they're gonna do a hard reboot with all whole new um new stuff um so the, more about jamaica for a sec so in jamaica i like that you know him and felix got to talk again um but i didn't like like i said nomi with all her all character stuff i thought they could have took that nomi character out and still be a good movie um yeah everything with jamaica how he lives there it was great um i didn't like that um that uh i don't i, I don't know his name but he's the blonde blonde hair guy uh, Billy Magnuson? Yeah, I didn't like him. I didn't like how he was. And I didn't like Billy Madison, and I didn't like this evil scientist guy. Because when this movie was first being talked about, they made it seem like they were rescuing the scientists, but instead we find out really pretty early on and throughout the whole movie, this scientist is kind of bad and evil and not a good guy, and he's kind of annoying, personally in my opinion. But I like him with Felix, uh, Bond and Felix together um, in, in, uh, in Jamaica. And um, anything that you want else you want to say about Jamaica before we move on to Cuba? Uh, well, nothing much about the, like Jamaica. Like even like uh, it's like uh, almost like you're going to a tropical like in the club scene or like in a or something like on the when you go out to like a uh, stuff. I forgot what it is. So, like uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But like. Uh, all right, that's okay. That's all right then. Let's. I'm gonna say it about. 
You know that about something like, uh, about that they say about like, uh, where they had something like, uh, they know about like, uh, uh, something like, uh, uh, which part, wait, which part are you trying to talk about? I'm trying to help you out. Oh yeah, the club scene was good. The club scene was really well done in uh, Jamaica. Um, before we move on to talking about Cuba, what did you make about the, the when you first heard the music for this movie throughout the movie? Did you like the music? Did you not like the music? Uh, Hans Zimmer. Uh, yeah, the Hans Zimmer music. Did you like it? Well, sometimes he's known for composing any blockbuster movies, like uh, by The Lion King and... Uh, but no, but I mean, Hans Zimmer, as part of the composing of the music throughout the movie, did you like how Hans Zimmer's part did the music throughout the movie? Did you like it? I don't think so. You, you didn't like it? Well, even though it's not like, uh, but even uh, I, I like him. I think he does all the, like uh, all the all the like uh, you know something about the popular movies. Like, uh, but I think he might he might if I could listen on the soundtrack. Okay, well, I I like the music for the most part. I like most of the music in this movie, um, and I also like the uh, the cinematography with the direction of uh, that uh, Asian American director. I did like the. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. I like the cinematography for the most part. Throughout all the movie, it looks really, really good-looking movie. Like, it does. Um, now, let's get into a bit about Cuba. Okay, so you were mentioning about an eye thing. Now, I know the eye thing with the an, an eye was part of the whole storyline and plot, so what did you make of how, about how that all eye stuff got started to play out inside of the whole Cuba stuff? Uh, the eye thing about it. Yeah. Everything is that they've been watching. Yeah. It was how Blofeld was seeing everything, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a like a super hacker. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, the eye yeah. thing was the eye helped Blofeld see everything from prison. Now you mentioned Blofeld earlier on. Now what did you make of Christoph Waltz as Blofeld in his second and final time uh, after first being introduced in Spectre, the last movie? What did you make of Chris, Christoph Waltz as Blofeld in No Time to Die Bond Twenty Five? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I thought I do like him about like even it's too bad he's, he's not like I said before that he, he's supposed to support a villain about like uh, part of his past connection with James Bond since Spectra. Uh, I I I they should have killed him off. They they thought it'd be like a, they they should or they should or shouldn't have. Yeah, they shouldn't have either. I thought that I think the I think they should have used him in a different way. I think when he was in prison, it would have been better in this movie if, in my opinion, if they if he found a way to escape prison and actually be outside of prison to do more stuff. That's how I would have liked to have seen it, and not being stuck in prison the whole time. Now, what else would you have liked to have seen him being done with him? Yeah, like, like, would you also want to see him escape prison, or did you were you okay with him being inside the prison the whole time and not getting out? Uh, 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 breakout. Yeah, I thought he should have got broke out also. But then, of course, we find out with Safin that Safin is kind of like upper or higher than him in a way, or a guy that didn't like him for whatever reason, which is why I believe, personally, I bought, thought that Safin was a really weak villain for this franchise, for this movie, personally. Now, don't get me wrong, I thought he did really, really great work, um, pretty neat work in that opening with the whole Madeline as a kid, but then after that whole Madeline scene in the beginning, I think they kind of wasted him and he's kind of weak. What did you think of Safin? The That's the main bad, the main bad guy, Safin, the whole guy with the, the face the and the mask, and played by Rami, Rami Malek. Yeah. Sometimes they're like a next Joker, the next uh, top villain about the, the what's a, like... Uh, For them... Well, I just, outside of the opening scene, I didn't really care for Safin. I kind of consider him a weak villain. Um, my first 
my my favorite two uh, my favorite two Bond villains villains of the Daniel Craig era are between um, Lachie from Casino Royale and and Silva and, and yeah and Harvey Bardem Silva in Skyfall. I'm like they go against each other for my favorite two between them between uh, yeah Lachie and Silva Javier Bardem. Um, but before we talk more about this movie and the rest of your thoughts and opinions, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer. I think I said I take it back. Uh, yeah, operatic. Operatic's a good word for that. I like Hans Zimmer's music in almost every single movie he does. Movie, every single movie music he does music for. I really, really like Hans Zimmer's work for the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, you know he composed original composer for The Lion King in 1990. Yeah, yeah, a lot of older movies too. Lion King and other older movies as well, yeah. That's the reason he composed Dune. Nice. And that, that, yeah, he's great in all the different movies. But um before we talk before we talk more about more of Avi's thoughts and opinions for him only seeing it for the one first time, first we're going to segue to a quick commercial break and to then talk about some more about No Time to Die Bond 25 with Avi. Here we go. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me explain. Basically, it is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I personally have been enjoying creating original and memorable podcasts, which are listened to in over 50 different countries. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor application or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad that you did. And we are back talking about No Time to Die, Bond 25. Avi's only seen it one time. I've seen it twice. But I think you got most of what you saw the first time. So we are now talking about a little bit about Cuba. What did you make of the whole Cuba scene before we move on to the whole rest of the movie? Uh, Cuba is very like uh, fantastic, and uh, even like out of the Armas entrance about like uh, the, the, about the like uh, as a backup cover. Oh yeah, I thought it was all fantastic as well. And as far as yes, and the club scene, the club scene about they, 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 they the party, the, the party scene, the club, the nightclub in Cuba where they, he doesn't know the James Bond being watched, being watched all, all the time by. Uh, yeah, we saw the eye was able to see him with all that. Uh, I really, I. Oh yeah, the focus of it. Yeah. I I like all the, I like that I like that whole thing there inside that party for that and I really really do like Anna de Armas in this movie and I I've seen her in some other movies and um she's got a lot of. She's she's got a lot of projects in the works. She's working hard now with with what she's doing. Um, I really thought she should have been in the movie a whole lot more, and I thought she should have been the agent working with Bond the whole time out instead of Nomi, the other agent. Um, yeah, I really really like Anna Armas, and so did a lot of other people. And it was sad that she was gone. And then I guess from there in that scene there where they pick up the scientist from that party scene with the whole eye and Blofeld, then we're into the helicopter or that little plane thing. What did you make of that? How did you feel when his brother in arms? 
Bruce Felix passed from the that bad um CIA uh, what you call it Billy guy. Uh, yeah, 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 I I was really pissed off about that. Like I wanted, I, I knew since it was Daniel Craig's last movie that Felix would probably get killed off. But still, when I first saw it for happening uh, in the first viewing, I'm like, no, not Felix. Felix is cool. What did you make of the whole Felix thing with that? Well, he's, uh, I think it's very like a uh, 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 very good opportunity than the other actor plays Slater about like. A, but you know, like uh, something like uh, too bad he, he didn't uh, get the chance to see all the way to the end, all the way to the end. What? Well, what do you mean by see which part till the end? Yeah, yeah, I thought that they should have kept, I personally thought they should have kept Felix alive just a little bit longer than they did, and I really liked their broship together, and it was really sad to see him go as far as all that's concerned. Alright, so then after the helicopter stuff is done, we're, we're going back, we see back in London that, I, be, I believe that's about when James, Con, James Bond comes back to London from being in first Jamaica and Cuba, and... Uh, again, I don't like any of this stuff with Nomi. I thought we'd really need her. Um, anything else you want to say about uh, Money Penny? Now that Money Penny starts to be more part part of the story, since you were talking about Money Penny earlier. Uh, uh, anything else about uh, Money Penny? I thought they kind of used her just a little bit longer by having her take Bond to go to Q's house um, to. Um, to do that whole story with Q's house stuff, but I thought it was really, again, with this woke stuff, I thought it was really unnecessary that we find out in this movie that this version of Q is like, is, is like, is, well, actually, the actor actually is in real life as well, but I thought it was really unnecessary that they to told us that Q is homosexual. Like, that was not needed as any, any part of this, in my opinion. Yeah, actor, actor plays Q is yeah, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. In real life, he is. But I thought as the character in this last movie for Daniel Craig, I thought it was really totally unnecessary to make Q gay or have that even be a thing. Uh -huh. Also in Cuba, we didn't know about it. We didn't know about the guy got this. Uh, got being touched, touched by the, being touched by the, you know, the, uh, about at the London. I mean, about four minutes. Uh, hold on, hold on, wait, back up. You're talking too fast. Are we talking about Cuba or London? Uh, I mean, the, 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 uh, London. Okay, what's happening in London now? Because uh, when when Bob was supposed to meet with the uh, Blofeld at prison about. He doesn't know he's gonna be being touched by the Madeline with the, with the, the poison about. Okay, right. Oh, the touch for the poison. Yeah, that's a good point. Watch. I'm glad you noticed that on the first viewing without seeing a second viewing yet. Let's talk a little bit about, about that. What did you make of the whole poison part in the middle of the movie where that really keeps the plot even going further? Like, what did you make of the whole poison being exchanged uh, between people? Yeah, I I thought if he touched with other people uh, the, after Bloomfield, I thought he'd be, he'd be dead by, by, the, by the whole, whole time. Yeah, I thought the poison being a part of it in there, in there in the middle was really interesting, and I really like I like the I know I like parts of of Bond and Blofeld talking, but not towards the end because of Bond out of nowhere wanting to kill him like that through like almost snapping his neck I thought that was a bit off I didn't get that but I did get why Madeline wanted to leave and not be a part of that integration or talk so I, she was scared about everything and then he's like where are you going and she, when she didn't want to be part of it and, and she's like home so that after the whole Blofeld stuff he has to find where her home is exactly you know yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so, yeah, I thought, so, again, I thought, I thought, I thought that it would have been more interesting in the story and the plot of this movie if Blofeld would have escaped and got to do more outside of prison, personally. Yeah, 
And I, like I said, Saffin to me was a really weak villain as far as anything past the opening of the movie. Um, let's talk and see. So this poison is some sort of like thing that, uh, Saffin has been trying to create. I'm not, I'm not really sure what, sure what his motives are for wanting to kill millions of people because I thought he just had an issue with Madeline, but it seemed like he had, a plan that's not really sure by the audience. Yeah, it had something to do with her. It has something to do with her father. Something about that. Um, who? Yeah, who's in? Who? This father? That father, Mister White. He had a. He was probably outside of Daniel Craig himself. The whole. The other character that's most important throughout the whole Daniel Craig era of movies. Um, so let's see. We're in London. Anything else about being back in London now? Bond being back in London and the other characters in London that we haven't yet talked about. Like, uh, Cuba. No, we Cuba was before that. We're past Cuba now. Anything in, in London now? Now that they're all in London, anything uh, noteworthy about the movie? Now that we're all back in London with all Bond back in London with with his like his team and stuff. About anything, like a new car, about like a- Oh, well, yeah, the car. The car that he opens up, I believe when they show that in the trailer and the stuff, and they show that car, that's actually the one, the car from The Living Daylights. Then he opens up there in that little place there that and he uses. That's actually the car, one of the cars they used in the uh, Timothy Dalton's '87 Living Daylights. So I thought, yeah, yeah. Um, now let's see. Um, we're in London. He talks to Blofeld. And 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 P. Blofeld basically tells him that when your secret when the when the secret is found out that'll be the death of you. Then he go, after talking to Blofeld and kills him again. Really, I, I'm really upset that every main character outside of those three guys of his team got killed off, and all the women survived. To me, I, that was just too PC, too woke, too way off of everything. I think in, if, if for a Bond 26, whenever that eventually comes out, I think they should make it more fun, make the action scenes longer, the, the scenes of Bond 26 personally I think should be more longer like how that all that Cuba stuff was I really like everything that was pretty much done with Cuba including of course Paloma as uh, Amada Armas they should have more of that be part of Bond 26 more fun and not so not so emotional not so um, depressing and dreary in my opinion um, I did like the thing that they used to fly out of the hot flying thing to get to the air to get to the base yeah, whatever that thing, that whatever that, whatever that, uh, yes, like transportation, I think that was kind of neat to go out to get, yeah, but the, um, but like his motives, Safin's motives weren't exactly very clear. He does a whole lot of neat, um, like horror type stuff in the beginning opening, but then after that, he's not back till like the middle to try to talk to Madeline before Madeline has to talk to Blofeld or almost talk to Blofeld. Um, I thought the first half of this movie, was really well done like from the opening the two openings they had till like all of till all rest of cuba but then anything after cuba which i guess becomes the middle the middle then the second half really the the first half of the movie really well done second half of the movie kinds of turns over and not not as well as the first half what did you make what's your opinion thoughts and opinions between the first half of the first half of the movie compared to the second half yeah, yeah. What's your? Did you like the? If you like, if if you happen to like most of the first half, like, what is your opinion of the first half of the movie to the second half of the movie? Like, what did you like them both the same? Did you like one more than the other? Well, I like the first half of the movie. I thought it was 
Well, I like to quote the same about like uh, even like a more, uh, like even though or, like uh, sometimes like uh, it's like uh, going to the islands, like uh, going out to like uh, infiltrate like uh, like all uh, every bases that James, that all the villains goes to is as a secret base in the island. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it's an island base, of course, yeah, an, an unknown and kind of an unknown base, exactly. I don't say the exact location. I like the, I like the opening sequence, like. Uh, like a, for motorcycle chase and, the, and then that car chase with the get gunned down. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. So I think the opening, the, the, the motorcycle, he went up and the car, real great done in the opening. However, I don't like the transportation stuff when they're outside of Madeline Swan's house trying to escape the bad guys. I thought that whole, the whole car scene when they're escaping their house to try to get away and go into the woods, that car scene I didn't like. At all, I thought that was a well, not well done at all with the car scene there. But yes, the bike and car stuff in the beginning really, um, really, uh, really well worked there. Good, um, swell work, um, there as far as that cons that's concerned. Um, okay, so, all right, what else? So we're getting towards the part. Okay, he, he goes to the house. He after talking to Blofeld to see her. And what did you make that they that they finally reveal that they have a kid, a daughter together? What did you make of that? It's like it's like it's like not like the first time with the other movies. You have a main hero could have a child. Like, well, here's the thing. Here's my personal opinion. It's not quite right about James Bond never having a child before. That's my. That's the thing. It's just like it seems so out of character for Bond to actually have a child, even though he's abetted been with a lot of women. Like, I thought that. I don't. I, I. I mean, it didn't bother me that he had a child through this movie, um, but it did bother me that um, I thought she again. She was also pretty good acting as far as her child acting is concerned, just like the beginning of the child actor. Um, but like, um, I just thought that like because this was Daniel Craig's last movie, and they wanted to make it very different from every other Bond, Bond movie, but every other Bond movie before it, that it kind of like almost her bringing a daughter in or a kid daughter kind of made like okay this is going to make it very different to be for daniel craig's last one what have you yeah it was missing now about the, the whole movie on no time there. there's no like uh sex scene oh that's a good that's another actually that's actually a really good point that you mentioned that okay there actually was one when they were in italy together in the beginning of the movie when they go back to their place after being out somewhere and it's night and stuff that was the only time they had a sex scene in the entire movie. But after them doing that in their Italy scene, in their place, after that, there's, you're right, good point. No sex throughout the rest of this movie. It's too emotional, too dreary and sad, not fun like the other previous Bond movies before the Daniel Craig era of all the other uh, actors before him. It's like, where the hell is the sex? Like, that's a very good point. Outside of the one scene in their place in Italy, there was like no sex throughout the entire movie. What did you, what did you make of that? Did you thought that was a good choice or a bad choice? That's a bad choice. Yeah, that sex in front of the kid. Yeah, that was it. They just had sex in the very beginning of the movie, but no, no sex with with her or any other. Anna Darmus, no sex with Anna Darmus. No sex with Anna Darmus. No sex with Nomi. Only with his girlfriend. Again, to me, it made it too woke and politically correct. And it's like, wait, then no, this is not how the other Bonds would act. All the Bonds before Daniel Craig, they would have had sex with any woman whenever. But Daniel Craig in this last movie, he's with her sex in the beginning, and then. 
then after that, he doesn't try to get with her again or any other female. So I didn't think that was also, uh, that, that worked well at all with any of that. Now you mentioned, so yeah, we agree about the sex point. Now back to you about the island base. That's the third act. He has to get on the base with Nomi and fix whatever this whole biological stuff is with Safin. What'd you make of that whole, um, the island scene in the third act with the base? What'd you make of all that? Well, sometimes like, uh, quite- a great opportunity, but uh, even sometimes, like, as I like about the, yeah, I can launch all the na- nanobots, but if you uh, go to the either a cargo ship or the or if you plant it when it's space of or from the missiles. So. Wait, 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 we'll get to the missiles in a sec, but speaking about the nanobots, at what point in the movie did it, did um, Bond get the nanobots? Was that with Blofeld, or what, what point did, what point did uh, Bond get? Well, did Safin, did Safin, did Safin give him the nanobots during their little fight scene together? Yeah, but they're fight scene. Yeah. Okay, okay. And that's when Daniel Craig decided when he got it in the fight team with Safin about his decision and all. Okay, so I like, again, I like how, um, I like since we found out the scientist was bad, that Nomi, um, Nomi took out the scientist, dropped him once he made that really unnecessary, um, racial remark. And so I like scientists being taken out. I like how, um, I like how Bond took out that white, uh, that, well, I was going to get the Cyclops in a sec, but I also, before I get to like, I like, I, yeah, I like how he took Cyclops out in the eye in that fighting scene inside of there, the, the layer, but I also like how he took out, um, how he took out the, um, the white CIA agent that portrayed, um, him and Felix. I like how he used in the, in the, in the woods, the forest, because that was an homage to um, Roger Moore's Bond taking out some guy in um, for, your, for Your Eyes Only. So I like, um, but I didn't think the uh, the fighting, the the shooting was too realistic. I don't think the shooting was, that was done that was too realistic. Also, the climax, they have a good, like, so, yeah, long track shot. I like the long, I like the long track shots a bit, but I think they, they could have made the shooting better. They should have made more combat, more physical combat with all the characters fighting instead of the shooting so much. But, um, what did you make of um, what when Safin put the stuff into him during the fight? Like, what did you think about what what was going on with that with Daniel? It's like cheating, yeah. How, in cheating in what kind of way? Cheating about that, finally able to uh, kill the main character without the being shown about about uh, something like uh, yeah, because because how is it after twenty five movies, Safin is the one that ends up actually killing Bond, like and him being a weak villain, I didn't really buy it. Like like I said, I really thought Blofeld should have been taken out of prison and had where Blofeld throughout the movie out of prison, and Safin to me outside of the opening didn't do much, um, and. Yeah, that's what I, I said a lot about Seth in there. And um, okay, so he's got the um, he's got the nanobots in his system. Okay, what did you make? Okay, um, what did you make of the ending? Now that he's got the nanobots, he's in that place. He tries to shut some of the things down. Then he goes outside of the of, of the place. You mentioned about the missiles just there. What did you make of the missiles going in to kill him off like that? It's like a very too anticlimactic. You know? I agree. I agree. I thought it was very anticlimactic, and uh, a lot of the Bond fans were upset that they decided to do it this way. Um, well, actually, it was actually Daniel Craig's decision. I think he told Barbara. I think he told Bo. I think he told Barbara Broccoli, "If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna come back for a fifth movie, make sure I'm killed off at the end, and that I don't have to come back for a six. That was like Daniel Craig's decision, which makes it yeah, so. Uh, even though sometimes if he's affected, he doesn't want to affect the entire world about the, it's like, a, it's like, it's like a patient zero, just like uh, COVID-19 about the, the, if he doesn't know who's a patient zero, that it, 
Like, wait, wait, wait. What is it? What is it? Patient zero mean? What's a patient zero? Patient zero is about one person that got first started all the. Oh, okay. Now, as far as the pl- okay, that's interesting. As far as far as the story and plot is concerned with this movie, do you think they were trying to shy away from the pandemic, or do you think this whole plot of the biological nanobots is another more movie version of whatever we're all really going through in real life? What do you think? Yes well, or no? Uh, you know, that's also the, that movie. No, that's supposed to release uh, two years ago, but even though well, it was also- filmed. It was filmed in 2019, and it was supposed to originally come out in April of 2020 uh, as far as release is concerned but um, as far as the biological stuff with Safin and the nanobots do you think that was supposed to not be about the pandemic or that it kind of was a movie version of what we're really going through in real life or no? It seemed a bit too similar because they kept prolonging the release date, and I thought like they were trying to make it not be too much about what's really going on in real life, but it almost was in a way. Well, COVID nineteen is not biological; it's like a, it's like an airborne. Yeah, it, you're right, too, but the airborne part still, with it still being airborne, is still an issue. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, again, what do you think of the ending? Outside of outside of saying anticlimactic, what else did you think about the ending? Yeah, they precisely made a tribute, but but the end credits. He also had that song that's raised. They used that same song they used previously in the other James Bond. Yeah, all the time in the world. Yeah, that was the song by Louis Armstrong in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the um the sixth movie. Yeah. Also, On Her Majesty's Secret Service is only only film that James Bond ever fell in love and got married to briefly. Oh, the only it's the only one where he felt it's the only one where he got married, but he also fell in love with um with that um. With the, um, um, what's her name in Casino Royale? Uh, Vesper Lynn. Yeah, Vesper Lynn. He fell in love. They didn't get married, but they fell in love. But as far as marriage part, yes. He only, the only movie in the whole series we got married is, uh, on a Magic Secret Service. And the song was great from that movie. And they brought it back here with all, all the music, that and Hans Zimmer and all the different music. Um, what was I going to say towards the ending and the music? You said, oh, the, you're talking, you were talking about the credits with, on, with the song. Also, if people stay throughout the credits after the movie's officially over, at the end of the black credits, it still said, it still said, right. It, which I thought was very interesting because it said, what's that? Yeah, it still said the four words, James Bond will return, even though how they ended it. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were turned off with that ending, what they did with him, what he decided Daniel Craig wanted with that. And, I can't watch Casino Royale or Skyfall the same, knowing that this is how his five movies ends. Like, I really enjoyed Casino Royale. I liked Skyfall kind of good, okay. Didn't really care for Quantum or Spectre. But, like, I can't go back to Casino Royale and Skyfall the same with the way this ended. It's just not the same how Daniel Craig's decision was for this. Um, yeah, what about you? Like, did you, um, did you, well, how would you would have, how would you rather wanted this movie to end outside of the way that they decided? Like, uh, even though, like, uh, if he, if he wants to shoot point, point blank to the, to the, the, the Safin without getting infected. Well, he uh, shot, after he was infected by Safin, he shot him with a gun real quick. He just didn't even look. He just, like. Even though, even though there's, they say there's no cure about the, how the counteract against the nanobots about the. That's another thing. I, that's another thing about not being a cure, as far as that's all concerned. I think Q could have found a, a cure that would have saved Bond without him having to kill himself and die like that. I think a cure could have been found with Q or something, and that they they decided not to do that because they wanted to have reasons for him to die in some way. So, as far as the cure stuff is concerned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, um, I really didn't like how this ended. This is probably the worst 
One of the worst Bond movie, uh, moments that a lot of people are concerned after seeing this. And I really, really hope that Bond 26 is way better and more improved than how whatever this mess was. I really like the first half. You like both halves, but I really like the first half of the movie, but then anything past Cuba turned me off. I like the opening with in, in Italy with them together through Cuba, but anything after Cuba, not so much. Personally. Uh, let me see. So now that we talked about the ending and the uh, Seth and the ending and him dying and the credits with um, On Her Majesty's Secret Service with, with um, Louis Armstrong, which was back to Her Majesty's Secret Service and the love and the credits still saying No Time to Die. Um, how would you um, how would you grade or rate this movie after seeing it the first time? How would you a greater rating for this movie? No Time to Die. Obvious personal greater rating. So I rated C, grade level C. Like a C, like average, just average to C there. Yeah, just average. Okay, and how would you how would you rank it? How would you rank this with all with the other um all five movies of the Daniel Craig movies? Um, uh, six out six out of ten, six six point two. No, no, oh, six point two as for the numbers, but that's fine. But also, I mean, like of um Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die, the five movies. How would you rank all movies with No Time to Die oh, yeah, now? The, oh yeah, the uh, the Casino Royale, like. Uh like almost like a seven, like, uh, like I would well I would consider Casino Royale the best one even Skyfall but Skyfall is a much greater one about the, for uh, some people yes for some people Skyfall is the best their favorite for me it's for me it's um Casino Royale Skyfall No Time to Die Quantum and then Spectre um again as far as worse um yeah yeah I, I, I Casino Royale Skyfall oh, Go ahead. Uh, do you know the thing when Spectre released? That, that, Say again? So uh, I mean with the JFCS, we saw like since 2015 when when first when Spectre first came out, we went to see the uh, JFCS went to the trip to see that uh, Spectre. You guys actually got to see it as part of the program? Uh, since, since Back in 2015 with the group? Yeah, I went with the group. We went with it. Oh really? How, what was that like? What was that like, real quick? Tell me about that. Uh, in the theater, or the. Well, yeah, what was the theater experience for you guys to see that back in 2015 together? What was it like? Did you like the movie or did you not like it? Well, even though it's, uh, it feels like it's a little slow, but, but the opening opening scene about the Spectra is very great. Yeah, Mexico. Mexico City. I thought the Mexico City opening was really great. And then after Mexico City, I pretty much thought it went pretty much all downhill for there outside of Mr. Hanks of Batista. I liked the opening and Batista. But other than that, didn't really care for Spectre, to be honest. So you said a 6.2, a C as an average, and you said you thought Skyfall was the best. How would you rank these? Yeah, Skyfall is like, I'm like, uh, highest rated, dude. Okay, so, so high, sky, Skyfall is number one, and what would you have in the number two spot? Casino Royale. Casino Royale, and then what would you have in the third spot? Um, uh, Spectra. Spectra in the third, Spectra in the third, what in the fourth? Fourth is uh, no time to die. Okay, okay, and then fifth quantum. So your your rankings for it is very interesting. It's very different than mine. I like your different takes. So that was your actual rankings. You thought Skyfall was actually the best. Then Casino Royale. Then you said third is Spectre, and fourth being no time to die. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we're now fifty minutes in. We're about to wrap up in a minute. Um, but um, any any final final thoughts? Any final wrapping thoughts on No Time to Die, Bond Twenty Five? What happened? Uh, well, be careful if there's anything that is very too woke for. Make sure they have that. Did you think? Did you think it was or wasn't woke in your opinion? 
think it's a woke about I thought it was way too woke. Yeah, I thought it was way, way, way too woke. He's not gonna he's not gonna listen to us. He wanted the movie he wanted the movie to be like that and to end like that, so I don't think he's gonna listen to any of us. But I thought it was very interesting that you just mentioned that you guys actually got to see Spectre as part of the group back in 2015. Because I, because I actually didn't join the group. I didn't actually join the group till 2017. Um, when did you first start the group, and what year exactly? Well, I first started the group since around like uh, around uh, 2012 or 13. Around 12 or 13, and then okay, around 12 or 13, and you saw guys the movie obviously came out in 2015 for Spectre. Um, now like. Now that we finally got to talk about No Time to Die, Bond 25 together here, um, they're really, they moved the release date of Creed 3 to March of 2023, so that kind of messes things up. So I don't really think outside of Bond now, we don't really have... Uh, Daniel Craig and Anastasia worked together before. Yeah, in Knives, Knives Out, right? Knives in out. the Knives Out, yeah. He, that's he, he plays as a, like a some kind of a whole Knives Out like sort of very whodunit series. Like, yes. Like, like, yeah, the Knives Out with them was the Knives Out they did together was very good with all that. Um, but um, real quick, back outside of Knives Out, and that's a good, 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 good extra added part about all that. Um, now that we finally got to talk about James Bond, No Time to Die, Bond Twenty Five. And then they moved Creed 3's release date to the next year, calendar year, 2023. Um, there really aren't any other movies for us to talk about, right, for the whole rest of this year, I don't think. I think this is the last movie I wanted to talk to you about. Um, were there, uh, do you have any other older movies in mind, or do we pretty much done this year for talking about movies? Yeah, like unless we go back to older movies that we both want to talk about of older movies we've seen about old old movies, maybe we could still keep stuff going. But um, okay, as, how about the, the James Cameron movies like The Terminator? Yeah, actually, that's a really good idea because I do like some of James Cameron's movies that are that are before Titanic. Because this December, cause this December they're gonna release the sequel of Avatar. Okay, okay, that's a good suggestion. I think we should go to, I think we should do, um, some of the earlier James Cameron movies. I like that idea. And what was, and, um, let me see what else. We said James Cameron and, um, what else did I want to say about that? Yeah, all about older movies. Yeah. So, um, did you, do you care about Batman or no? Did you see the Batman? I finally see the Batman when it's out on DVD. Or even, but I have, I saw it on the stream. Streaming on HBO Max. But you got to, see, but you got to see the Batman this year, though, right? Yeah. So how about in um when we when when it works for both of our schedules, we're fifty three minutes in. All right, so we're gonna do Batman as part as as one of the more recent movies as, as the, the Batman two thousand twenty two as the most recent of this year type movies as of as far as recent new stuff is concerned. And then as far as James Cameron, um, uh, I like for us the movies of him I like the best are the Terminator 80, the Terminator eighty four, Terminator two from ninety one, and True Lies. I want to talk. About those three movies from James Cameron. Did that sound good? I saw I saw Aliens. We can talk about Aliens also. I saw Aliens and I saw parts of the Abyss, but I was never really into the Abyss. So, um, but Aliens is my least favorite. So I would do. Uh, you know, the Abyss becomes uh, also like a. Uh, great uh, visual effects. Yeah, the visual effects of the abyss led led to the special effects in T two. But um, um, I didn't care about aliens. I, I the abyss I've never really seen and too much. So the abyss is out, and I saw a little bit of aliens. If you want to talk about aliens, but we would do aliens first, but then really get into T one, two, and True Lies. So the idea um. All right. Okay. So we could do Aliens and Titanic first, since I like those two the least, and then get into the other three. How about that? 
All right, so we just got to figure out the order of whether the Batman's going to be first or last, and then the order of the James Cameron stuff. So it sounds like we have ideas for these older movies then. All right, great. So James Cameron stuff and the Batman is in the, in, in the works. Awesome. All right, so anything you want to tell the audience before we close out real quick? Yeah, I think Tom Cruise with Mission Impossible 7, Part 1 and 2, with that, I think he's not going to make it anticlimactic like Daniel Craig did. I really can't wait to see Tom Cruise. I think when Tom Cruise ends his last two Mission Impossibles with uh, the new ones he's making now, I think it's going to be the opposite of anticlimactic like Daniel Craig was. So that's what we can hopefully look for for with Daniel Craig as far as that. So that's a good last comment yeah, about not right, being... Right, last, yeah. yeah. Munich? Are you talking about Munich? Yeah, yeah, Munich and Mossad was very good. He was very good in Munich. Spielberg's Munich. Munich was a very depressing but very well done movie. But um, yeah, we're already over the time of the 55, but we'll definitely make plans to do uh, the Batman. Well, I don't know the order yet of all these, but the Batman and then all the James Cameron movies we mentioned. So I can't wait to work with you more with the Batman and some of those James Cameron movies we just mentioned together. So um, everybody, this has been... Um, everybody dance and have a good time one more time. Everybody Everybody dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Avi, Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC signing out to the next movies. We're good. We'll talk, we'll figure out the order later. Uh, Batman and then James Cameron. We'll figure, we'll figure out the order and then I can't wait to work with you on those. Great. All right. All right see you then. See you next time. See you. See you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, it's just a scared the hang of it.